Hey, hey, welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Chadwick, and this week we're doing something a little bit different. This is a bit of a bonus episode. I recently was on a radio uh, show in Perth, in WA in Australia, with Boss Mode Radio, interviewed by Ash from Fusion Biz Babes, and she was kind enough to share this episode with me so that I could share it with you. So, today's podcast episode is an interview that covers things like my rock bottom moments, how I started my business, advice on branding, and also if you're starting up. So, we're going to do things a little bit differently today, which is always good to do and shake it up. But uh, enjoy this episode and make sure you check them out on Instagram and Facebook as well. If you're looking for the written notes on this, then you can check it out in the show notes, which is episode 47. But without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome everyone and welcome back to the first Raw Ambition show for Boss Mode Radio of 2019. I'm excited to be back with you all and bring you some fresh new guests for the year. So this is Ash from Fusion Biz Babes. Today I'm chatting with business coach and brand strategy consultant Suzanne Chadwick. Welcome to the show, Suze. Hey Ash, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So I'm excited to have you on. You are actually suggested by one of my Fusion members to get on the show. So shout out to Lynn from The Gifting Pot who is one of your avid followers. <laughs> Amazing, that's the thing. You never know who's following you. So yeah. thanks Lynn for the shout out. <laughs> awesome. So Suze calls Melbourne home and owns and runs the Connection Exchange, which is a coaching, training and events organization focused on supporting and training female entrepreneurs to build bigger, better and stronger businesses. She is a keynote speaker, has multiple online courses, hosts events and workshops and even has her own podcast called Brand Builders Lab. So Suze, you sound like a very busy lady, (laughs) but can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, exactly like what you said, I coach women in business. Uh, I also am a keynote speaker. I'm an MC. I love video. Uh, it's one of my online courses. And I also do work with corporates. So, I do training of teams, whether it comes to presenting and speaking with confidence. I also work with senior leaders and CEOs who want to become more confident when they're speaking, whether it be, you know, at presentations or, you know, whether they're doing their town hall meetings for organisations, those sorts of things. So I'm just really passionate about people, I guess, becoming more confident and articulate with their message, what they want to say, and also how they present themselves and just have a bit of fun with it. You know, we're not curing cancer here, so it's just how do you communicate in a way that really connects? Yeah, okay, awesome. So then can you take us back to the beginning and where it all began for you because obviously you didn't get to today without a lot of hard work and experiences along the way. So where did it all begin and where did you first have the idea that you thought you might want to build your business? Yeah, so it's really interesting. It wasn't something that was planned. I kind of feel like a lot of people potentially start like that. So it was actually back in... uh, the end of 2013 and I had built a consulting business. It was a brand consulting business inside a large corporate. Uh, so I, I've always been a corporate chick. I kind of, I was in London, I've been in Melbourne, I've worked for big four consulting firms, those sorts of things. 
And I just really love the strategy and the structure and the systems of building something new. So it was at the end of 2013, I had a couple of girlfriends that had gone on maternity leave and they were like heads of marketing or lawyers, things like that. So fairly senior positions and they were on maternity leave and they were like, I don't want to go back. Oh, I hear that so often. (laughs) I'm actually about to have my first baby in three months. So (laughs) yeah. yeah. so it's like, I don't want to go back. You know, these are highly skilled women and and they were just trying to work out how do I make this happen for myself? What would this look like? So because I had actually gone through uh, building a business inside a corporate, I had to kind of start from scratch. So it was how do we build the brand? How do we do pricing and packaging? What's the structure of our products and services? How are we going to deliver those to clients? What are the contracts look like? What, you know, what are we going to do? How is this going to work? So I had been through all of that uh, in the corporate and so I just started working with them on the exact same processes of what do you want to do, who do you want to work with, how is it going to look, how are you going to charge, all of those sorts of things. And I did that with a couple of girlfriends. Just, just I'm talking about over a bottle of wine and a dining room table. Like this <laughs> the best way. <laughs> exactly. This wasn't formal. I was just answering their questions and we were whiteboarding stuff or, you know, getting a notepad and drawing these things out. And after a while, my girlfriends were like, Suze, you, like, you need to do this. <laughs> you need to do this and get paid for it. And because I was loving it. I'm like, this is so exciting, like helping somebody else to start something. And because I think I've got a natural tendency to think in quite a structured way, uh, that was kind of, you know, my zone of genius and then partnered with their expertise in what they did, we kind of really made a great pair, you know, creating what it is that they wanted. Yeah. So, so whilst that's... helping them, you managed to help yourself as well. Who knew? Perfect. Who knew <laughs> when you help others, you help yourself. <laughs> yeah. but um so from there it was really them that gave me the idea and so I went part-time and I decided to just kind of start my business it was March 2014 and I called it the Connection Exchange but one of the things that I really looked at is I'd been going to quite a lot of networking events Mm. and I couldn't really find what I was looking for I joke around I call myself the Goldilocks of networking because like they were too big or they were too old or they were too young or they were too like not as friendly and I just I was like why can I not find a really fun energized like you know really smart cookies that I want to hang out with uh and I think that every networking group has its own you know thing about it so I think that there's a lot of different networking groups for different people, but I just couldn't find mine. So with that, I thought, well, you know something, I might start my own events. Uh, And I kind of was a little bit crazy, which I'll talk about a bit later, but the first event I ever did was a conference for over 200 women uh, and Lisa Messenger was my keynote. But ah. we, we, will, we will talk about that. Yeah, Lisa actually <laughs> spoke for Fusion Biz Babes um, in February last year. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So this is like way back when the magazine was still pretty new. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I had Lisa on the Brand Builders Lab podcast uh, like a month, a couple of months ago actually. Mm. So it's always nice to reconnect with her. But that's kind of where I started. So I registered the Connection Exchange in March 2014. I ran that conference and kind of just did a really slow build, ran that conference. It was, I think, Feb 2015. 
Uh, and from that conference, my business kind of exploded. Okay, yeah. See, I love that because obviously my business is all about networking and connecting people as well. And I totally resonated when you said that they all offer their different things, but you just want to find the one that fits for you. Um, and I guess it comes back to, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. And then you've attracted those 200 women into that room and that kind of skyrocketed your business. And I'm such a big believer in that because if you just sit behind social media and uh, and your laptop and hide away and hope that the customers will come, they might trickle in. But the, if you want to boom your business, you need to get out there and be meeting people because that's how you're going to do it. So you obviously put yourself in front of 200 people. <laughs> and then what happened after that? Well, you've got to remember that obviously you're not just you're not just running a conference. I mean, you're marketing and branding your business for seven or six months in the lead up to something of that size. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there's a lot that goes with that. And I did a lot of collaborations with other women in business networks, mm -hmm. where you know I'd say to them, okay, well, if you guys get a table, then I'll give you a discount code that's just for your community. So I was then selling tables instead of individual tickets. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and it didn't run completely smoothly, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but it was something that was definitely a big bang that made a big difference to my business. I am a huge believer in networking. I love online. I'm a big social media user, but nothing beats pressing the flesh mm. and really connecting and building solid relationships with other women who are around you where you can have like real conversations mm. over coffee and wine and support each other. Yeah, love it. I <laughs> love it. So yeah. we're just going to fast forward now a few years and we're just going to skip to today. So you've built your business, you're running your events. What does your life look like today? Yeah, it's busy. I Like I said, because I do work with corporates as well as uh, small business, there is no week that looks the same. So I am usually either coaching clients or I'm creating new programs or I'm speaking at events and emceeing. I've given myself a goal this year of speaking at 30 events. Ooh, are you coming over uh, to I'm, Perth anytime soon? I'm not, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, but I'm up we'll to have 16. To yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> Uh, but I'm up to 16 so far, um, and so I'm still chipping away. But already, yeah, I, sorry, and it's only Feb. Oh, not as in I've done 16. Like I've got 16 already booked in for the yeah. year. Yeah. So oh, wow. yeah, and I've still got people. Like I just got asked the other day to do an International Women's Day event, which yeah. looks awesome. Uh, so I'm going to be doing that. So you know, every other week, I think the more that you talk about your goals the more that you attract them. So on the podcast, you know, I did a couple of episodes that were really around planning and, you know, vision boarding and all the rest of it and things you need to do. And I've talked a lot about that goal. And so people have said, oh, I know that you've got a goal of 30 events. Do you want to speak at one of ours? I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's putting it out to the universe as well, you know, and, that, and then it will deliver. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my... Weeks at the moment usually look like things like this. So interviews, being on podcasts, working one-on-one -on -one with clients. I've also got group coaching programs. Uh, and then I really had a goal as well. Like I've just launched, as in this week, my video marketing made easy online course, which has taken a while to put together. So I've kind of got everything 
lined up as far as what I need to be focusing on and working on. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I break down my weeks and that's how I, you know, that's that's what I'm doing basically. Yeah, awesome. Sounds like fun. Very it's varied. awesome. I yeah. love the variety of having your own business. Yeah, so. Um, and because I am working with large clients as well, that it's super interesting to be working with big brand teams and marketing teams and things like that too. It kind of keeps me in both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Suze. I feel like we've got to know you a little bit better now. So just before we head to a quick break, can you tell us what is one of your daily habits that keep you in check? It can be a health habit or a business habit. Can you share one with us? Yeah, I think one business habit that I'm really focused on in the morning, and I do talk about this as well quite a lot, is that I've actually written down what my goals are, but I've done it in sort of a forward projection way. So it's the 31st of December 2019 mm-hmm. and these, this is what I've achieved. Yeah. And so I look at that every morning. So this year I've spoken at 30 events. I can't believe that I had, you know, 30 people go through my group coaching and that I did X, Y, and Z. So it's like my, it's like me really visualising that I've already achieved the goals that I've set myself for this year. And I learned that from another businesswoman who has done pretty big things. And she's like, that was the biggest game changer for me. So I'm like, if it worked for you, I'm going to do it every day as well. So I'm really loving it. It gives me a really positive feeling that my goals are totally achievable. Yeah, I do the same thing. Every night before I go to bed, I write in my journal, but I, I'm, I'm not journaling of how I'm feeling at the moment. I'm journaling of how I'm feeling in a month or two when I've achieved what I want to achieve. So powerful, so powerful. So, all right, thank you, Suze. We're just going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get some of your strategies and tips. Welcome back. You are listening to the Raw Ambition Show for Boss Mode Radio. I am Ashley from Fusion Biz Babes, and I'm here with Suzanne Chadwick, from the Connection Exchange over in Melbourne. So Suze has just shared with us her entrepreneurial journey so far, starting back in 2013 when she was just helping a couple of mates around to the dinner table with a glass of wine, um, help them with their business strategy. And in the in the same time, she was able to help herself discover what she really wanted to focus on in business, which is um, coaching, brand strategy. And now she speaks for corporates and small business and you've you've set a goal for 30 events this year to speak at and you're already at 16 so you're definitely going to make it you're going to smash that goal (laughs) um and now Suze I'm really excited to pick your brain on a few things about um brand strategy or or business strategy or marketing whatever you think is relevant so um first up what do you help your clients get results in and who is your ideal client yeah, so I think there's two key areas that I focus on. The first one is really developing structures, systems and strategies for my clients to scale their businesses. I think one thing that I've discovered uh, is that a lot of small businesses start off doing what they're doing and obviously if they're experts in one area, then that's what they're focusing on, whether it be social media, copywriting, whatever else, but they don't really have potentially the knowledge of how to structure their business in order to scale it and create systems that automate so that they're not doing everything manually. So as I said at the beginning, I think that that's something that I've always done. And so that's where I see things really clearly when I look at a business. I can see where they can save time, money, effort. So that's one thing. And then the second thing that I'm super passionate about is basically building personal brands. And I 
focus mainly on things like speaking, video, events, and content. Mm, that's so, such a um, scary area for a lot of women in business to put themselves out there. Do you see yeah. that a lot with the people that you're coaching? Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that, you know, mindset is a big thing. Mm. And I think that one client that I worked with, and I always think about her, she just said, my desire to succeed is greater than my fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And I always, I always quote that because I just think everything is hard until it's easy. And what I mean by that is the more you do something, the more you take action, even little, little, little steps mm -hmm. will help you to build confidence. You, nobody gets confidence just like it doesn't just appear. Yeah. Confidence comes from constant acts of bravery. Yeah. And little action points along the way. Yeah. And then with each time you do it, you just get a little bit more and more confident. And then you all of a sudden you're Suze Chadwick. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was born like this. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. So you do a lot of obviously mindset coaching with your clients as well then. Yeah, I do because it comes with the territory. I have to be honest, that was one thing that when I started coaching, I was very, you know, what are the systems, what's the structure, what's our strategy, etc. And then I kind of discovered that there was a lot of mindset stuff that women dealt with. And I think that the difference is that when you work in a corporate, it's not your brand and it's not your business. Yeah. So there feels like it's less, less risk. Mm. But when it's your business and it's your name on the door, that's when I think the gremlins creep in yes. and it's like people are going to think that I'm not good enough or that I'm, you know, I can't do this or whatever it is. Whereas when you're working for somebody else, you're like, whatever, like I'll do this and it doesn't matter because yeah. it's not your name on the door. Yeah, it becomes so much more personal when it's your own business and I think it's important to make sure that you distinguish your business is not you. So if someone's rejecting your business, they're not rejecting you. Yeah. yeah. But we'll talk about rejection a little bit later as well, but I just think that you have to just try to do the things that you want to do. Like if you think, I really want to build my personal brand, and you take a look at the people that you admire, what are they doing? What is it about them that you love? Mm. And if it's the fact that they're sharing their thoughts, they're showing up, then my question is, you know, if that's what you want, then that's what you have to do. Mm. And I think you've got to, everybody's got to work out how that works for them. Yeah, okay. I don't think it's the same for everybody. Okay. So my next question was going to be, all right, if someone comes to you with those fears and that's what's holding them back, how do you get them through it? Yeah. <laughs> Can so you give any tips on that? So video is a really typical one because I yeah. work with a lot of clients um, around video. So I had a client, uh, she was in Canada actually, and when we got on Skype, she was just, she like lit up the screen. She was vivacious and she was funny and she was just amazing. And I just said to her when we were coaching, uh, she's a nutritionist, and I said to her, I want you to use video. And she's like, no chance, not mm -hmm. going to happen. And I said to her, all right, I just want you to record yourself for five days. I don't want you to put it anywhere. I just want you to start to use it, see how you feel etc. So to cut a long story short, from the person who was like, there's no way I'm doing this, she's now got Facebook groups. She does more Facebook lives than I do. 
She's got her YouTube channel. She's And I just think that's the thing. A lot of times we think that there is a fear or we perceive what something's going to be like mm. without actually potentially giving it a go mm. or realising that everything that we want to do that we want this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think that when it comes to a fear, you've got to ask yourself, why do I feel the fear? Like, what am I actually thinking? What am I worried about? Is it that I'm not going to look good on camera? The weight is always a massive thing for my clients when it comes to video okay. because they're never happy with their weight or they're not happy with the way they look or they think their voice sounds like a chipmunk or yeah. whatever it is. Like, we're always so self-critical yeah we are and we notice things about ourselves that probably they that other people would never know nobody else does (laughs) that's what comforts me (laughs) yeah absolutely and I just sort of think for me I think the one piece of advice that I would always give and I always do give this is that if you are scared or worried about getting on camera my question to you is what is the value you're bringing when you get up and speak in front of an audience, when you get on a podcast, when you get on a video, I am never thinking about me. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when you project and you focus on your audience and the value that you bring, your fears about yourself will dissolve. Yeah, absolutely. You have to come from a place of serving others rather than thinking it all about you. Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, all right. So what about, I guess, some brand strategy? Because you, you're a brand strategist as well. Can we talk? Can you give any tips on that, on how to build a strong brand? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I've got a few different things, but I do focus on, like, if we're talking about personal brands, then I have got what I call a 360 bowl branding strategies. And it's really looking at a number of different elements that you can adopt in your business to really help you stand out. Uh, So I think the first thing for me is around thought leadership and people might kind of go, well, that's more corporate, that's not for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I have to be honest that it is for entrepreneurs, it is for business owners. So the question is, out of everything that you read, the experiences that you've had, um, what are the conclusions that you come to that are your own thoughts? What is it that you believe that you've experienced and that you think people should be doing when it comes to what it is that you talk about. Mm-hmm. And any person that has any kind of level of personal brand out there, uh, you know, where they've got a big brand, they are out there talking about what it is that they believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's usually a fairly unique thought. Now, there might be different iterations of it. It might sound, you know, similar to different things, but they put their own spin on it. They've got their own way of talking about it as well, the language that they use, Mm. and that's what attracts us. When somebody is unique and is willing to kind of stand up and say, you know something, this is what you have to do and this is, you know, the work that you need to go through in order to achieve this, then we listen because they've got something different to say. Mm. So I think being a thought leader in your industry, I would really say to you, what is it that you believe and how are you really thinking about it differently to other people? Mm, okay. And so to paint the picture of that, can you tell us a few of the things that you stand for that may yeah. that it may or may not be a little bit controversial? I'm not sure because you do have to, if you're going to have a strong opinion about something, you are going to have people that don't agree with it. So having the confidence to stand up and be like, this is me, um, you know, people are going to love me, but people are also going to hate me and being okay with that. 
um, it's like that's part and parcel, isn't it, of it? But yeah, tell us some of your things that you stand for. Yeah, so I'll give you an example. So Play Big Brand Bold, which is one of my online courses, actually wasn't an online course to start with. Like it was just a philosophy I had. The more that I spoke to women, the more that I talked to them about what their you know beliefs were or issues or barriers to doing what they really wanted, I was like, you have got to choose to play big. It's not easy. Mm. It's hard. It's a choice every day where you, where you wake up and go, you know something, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and I'm actually going to do this even though it absolutely scares the out of me, you know, and, and so that's the choice. And Branding Bold is about loving what you have. So I actually interviewed over 100 women one-on-one and asked them a lot of questions around why don't you put yourself out there? What is it that holds you back? Is it that you feel like you don't have the confidence or that you don't have the self-worth? Mm. Like what is it? You know, and when you're not doing the things that you really want to be doing, what are you doing instead? Yeah. So I spent a lot of time actually delving into and figuring out what women were doing. They're like, I'm doing the washing or, you know, <laughs> I'm doing the dishes for the third time because I don't want to do what I actually should be doing. Like all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. And so for me, a lot of the, the things that I talk about, like Play Big is now a course it's now a keynote speech. It's a philosophy that I have that in order to grow your business and your brand, this is the tough stuff you've got to do. Uh, but also saying that I think that the more you do it, the more fun it becomes, yeah. the more confident you become, the more successful you become. If you choose to do the things that other people are unwilling to do, then you will you will be more successful than those people. It's just a given. Yeah, and we didn't get into this game of business to play small, did we? No. Yeah. I always say that entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey you could ever go on. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's scary every day. And even when you look at people who you think, oh, my gosh, they're so successful and they're so confident, I can guarantee you that they are choosing to show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is not an easy choice, but it is a deliberate choice. Absolutely. I love it. That is some brilliant tips. Thank you so much for sharing and sharing your passion as well. <laughs> I can just hear it through I your I can talk voice. about it all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will continue after the break. We're just going to listen to some beats now. And when we come back, we're going to get raw with Suze. Welcome back. You are listening to the Raw Ambition Show presented by Fusion Biz Babes. I am Ash and I am here with Suzanne Chadwick from the Connection Exchange over in Melbourne. So Suzanne and I have just gone on a really big rant about playing big and knowing your brand values and what to stand for. And um, yeah, really that we didn't get into this business for playing small. So it's time to step up, ladies. And now we're going to hear a little bit more about Suzanne's personal business journey so let's get raw so Suze can you share us share with us your rock bottom moment in business yeah absolutely so I did actually mention this a little while ago which was the very first conference that I ever the very first event can I just say it was the first event I'd ever done was epic summit which was in 2015 uh I ended up with 88 women in the day 120 at night Lisa Messenger was my keynote speaker and I just thought I'm gonna 
just throw a conference. I'm going to organize a conference. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fabulous. And I had fairly expensive taste as well. So we had it at a beautiful venue overlooking the beach in St Kilda and beautiful food and champagne cocktail event and <laughs> all the rest of it because, you know, that's how it's supposed to be done. I was just thinking if I went to an all-day business conference, what would I want it to look like? Yeah. And that's what I did. Now, not having run an event before, uh, I had no idea about the cost. I know. There's just hidden costs everywhere, isn't there? <laughs> yes, there are. So... I was like, yes, I'm just going to do this. And so I called the venue and all the rest of it. And to cut a long story short, I gave myself like six or seven months to do it all. I decided that if I was going to interview or have anybody as my keynote speaker, it was going to be Lisa Messenger because I think Collective Hub wasn't that old at the time, uh, Collective Magazine. So I Googled her email address and I found it and I emailed her and just went, I was totally not cool. I was like, oh, my God, I love you. And I want you to come speak at my event and all the rest of it, which I paid and, you know, it so was So did fabulous. you fly her in from Sydney? Yes, I flew her in oh. and put her up and paid for her for the entire day. And, yeah, wow. it was it was not cheap. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was not cheap. But that's what I wanted. That was my vision. Yeah. So basically at the end of the day, the event cost $42,000. Wow. And yeah. then tickets were selling for how much? And tickets were selling for, I think it was around about, say, let's say 300 Okay. All right. Yeah. And you had 200 people so, in the room for $300. So we had the two events. So anyway, I was going to do the conference in the day and we started marketing, etc. And tickets were kind of selling. I did my collaborations with other women in business groups, sold a few tables. Mm. But we were nowhere near. Mm where we needed to be. So I called Lisa's people and I said, can I have her for the night as well? I'm going to throw another event, otherwise we're not going to cover our costs. I was like, there was no kind of trying to pretend mm -hmm. to have it all together. I was just raw <laughs> with them. I was raw with my team. I was like, oh, my gosh. And at the end of the day, I was potentially going to be out of pocket around about twenty-five grand. Wow! Uh, if we didn't, if we didn't hit our targets, and I was literally in tears, crying, said to my husband because I didn't have the money in my business. If I was going to get that twenty-five grand, if we were not going to make our budget, that was going to come out of like my mortgage and our savings. Mm. So that was like family money. Yeah, and as a very independent strong woman, there was no friggin' way that I was going to wear that. I was like, I'm not taking 25 grand from my family. Yeah. And, I mean, the most amazing thing is my hubby was like, when I was in pieces, he was like, we'll work it out. Like when I said to him, we could lose 25 grand on this, he was like, very calm. <laughs> very, very calm. Everyone while needs was, a man like that in their life. <laughs> while, while I was completely hysterical, he's like, we'll work it out. Oh, beautiful. Well, anyway, so at the end of the day, we broke even. Oh, perfect. We Is broke even. Ticket sales but can I just say, or? I teach about running events now, and I am like so out there about make sure you read the contract and you know, like the fine print, and you do all your numbers before you put the event out there yeah. so that you know how much you have to charge and how many people you need and mm. uh, all the rest of it. So it was probably one of the biggest successes in my business, but it was it was pain going through it. Yeah, like normally, getting to that end result was 
agony. No, that normally that's the way, isn't it? Before <laughs> great success become <laughs> before yeah, great success comes great pain. Um, so with the back to the event for any if we've got any listeners that are event organisers because I know there is quite a lot in Perth. So how did you? get to break even point did you get sponsors on board did you just hustle and sell tickets did you upsell Look, people I, I hustled like <laughs> the best hustler in the world <laughs> I basically uh so we got some of Lisa's books because she had I think she had Daring and Destructive and Love and Life at that time so we bought those wholesale we sold like we sold out of all of those uh I was I gave tickets away um I gave a few tickets away in competitions but what that did is that it meant that people were tagging their friends. Mm -hmm. And so we got a lot of exposure that way through yeah. Instagram and Facebook. For sure. um, I upped the ante on the Facebook ads. Like I spent a lot more than I had anticipated. Like I'm talking like twice, three times the budget. Like there was just no way I was wearing 25 grand. Like it yeah. was not going to happen. <laughs> uh, and then, and then by having the evening event, that's what helped us to break even. So I just called on and said, I need her for the night. So I need her for like an hour, hour and a half at night yeah. as well. And they said, yes, that's fine. Because I was literally like a small business and it was, you know, over 10 grand to yeah. have her on the day. Yeah, and Lisa Messenger is amazing. Like I said, she spoke for Fusion and she was just so open and raw with us and I think she she understands the challenges of small business so she probably was like, yeah, I'm ha happy to help you out. <laughs> I don't want you redrawing on your mortgage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't tell them that. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you've just got to make the decision. I mean, you know, for me the lesson was that if you decide that you are going to jump into something like that, you either have to hustle like nobody's business and make it happen. Otherwise, you have to cut your losses as quickly as possible to minimise. But the one thing I want to say about cutting, cut, cutting your losses is don't quit. There's a difference. Mm. Like if you assess something and you realise that potentially you're not going to be able to achieve something and there is a big financial loss for you, like there's it's going to hurt. It's not just like pride that you didn't make it. Mm but there's a real financial issue, then you've got to cut your losses. Otherwise, you've just got to commit 100% yeah. and do everything that you possibly can to make sure you hit your budget or your goal. Yeah, and then start forward journaling as if you've already achieved your goal. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I definitely wasn't doing that no. at the time, I can tell you now. <laughs> All right, so uh, what about imposter syndrome? Are you familiar with the term surely you are as a business coach? Um, and tell us about a time when you suffered from it. Okay, so um, I'm going to give you my thoughts on this because I think everybody suffers from it every single day. Yeah, interesting and, though because sometimes I have people on the show and they say they don't experience it. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. anyway. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> and on. I'll tell you what it is. And I would say I experience it but I don't, uh, I don't respond to it. So I think that there's a different thing. If you have ever read Big Magic or anything by Seth Godin on the lizard brain, basically imposter syndrome is how we're hardwired. So every single person on the planet suffers from it. Mm -hmm. It is how you handle it and respond to it that is the difference. Mm -hmm. So, for example, anything that is scary that you've never done before, your brain will automatically go into you can't do this, this is not something that's going to work out. And that's just our safety mechanisms yeah. happening in our mind yeah and so I think 
Sorry? The fight or flight. Exactly. So I think if you understand how your mind works, then you can choose whether you suffer from imposter syndrome or not. Yeah, I love that. So I, I understand that that is where my mind will go, but that is not something that I ever listen to because nothing I'm doing in my business is life threatening. Mm, okay, yeah. Like I'm not, there's nothing that's, I'm not going to die sitting in my office trying to launch a new course. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so even though my brain is going, oh, this is going to be hard, or is this going to work, or Suze, I don't know, this is a bit dangerous. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, I'm not going to die. Let's give it a go and see what happens. Yeah. And so I think that you kind of got a thing where imposter syndrome is really just, you know, your mind trying to protect you and your body trying to protect you. And people who are the most successful people in the world say that they experience it, but it's a choice of how you react to it yeah. and how you respond to it. So I think, I think you know, when we talk about mindset, I think one of the biggest journeys that, uh, that entrepreneurs can go through is to really understand your mind, how it works, what is real and what is actually just on autopilot and how you manage and handle that because that's where the fear comes from. Mm. The fear is ego and you're, and you trying to minimize anything bad happening to you, but it's a choice. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's not something that we'll ever be able to eliminate because like you no. said, it is inbuilt and it's a fight or flight um, system that has been created from our ancestors when they needed to fight lions or whatever. Exactly, <laughs> but like you exactly. said, us sitting so, in our offices, it's it's not really required anymore. Exactly. And I would just say that if anybody does suffer from it, then Big Magic is an amazing book. Liz Gilbert talks about, you know, fear will always be in the car with me, but it's just never allowed to drive. Mm. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Seth Godin talks about it a lot as well. So I think if you understand what it is, mm it's easier to choose which direction you decide to go in. Yeah, just being aware of what's happening in your mind. Yeah. Exactly. All right, yeah. so just quickly, can you share us share with us about a specific time when you face rejection? Yes. So, <laughs> so once again, I'm going to – this is probably really annoying to your listeners, but it's about how you think about it. So one thing I want to say is rejection, I think, is a word that you can choose to use or not. If somebody decides not to work with me after we've spoken, then my mindset is that we're not the right fit. Yeah. If I'm not the right coach for you, if you don't want to do the big things that I'm asking you to do, then that's not rejection to me. That's just a decision that's actually probably the best one for both of us. Yeah. And the other thing you were saying at the very beginning of the show, that, and this is a quote I live by, People will love you and people will hate you and it will have nothing to do with you. Mm. So I think, once again, you've just got to understand that in business you will be out there asking for things all the time. And no is just a no for now. It may not be a no forever. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't really use the word rejection. I actually just kind of think of it as, if you say yes to me, we are on like Donkey Kong. If you say no to me, then I wish you well and I hope you find what you're looking for. Yeah, I love it. Because there's always going to be someone around the corner that's going to say yes. Well, we're talking about networking groups. You will find the one that is right for you. Mm. If you say no to one networking group, it's not rejection. It just wasn't the right one for you. Yeah. And so I think when you are talking to clients and things like that, just know that what is intended to be will be. Yeah, yeah. And then even having that thought makes you just feel more comfortable with everything. Oh, you can just let go of stuff and you're not trying to 
force things that shouldn't be happening, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. Thank you for sharing your rock bottom moment. I think we've all experienced that. At least all of us event organizers have experienced that panic, like, oh, my God, tickets aren't selling, especially because people, I don't know what it's like over East, but people in Perth like to leave it to last minute to buy their tickets. Oh, it's that's like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right? So thank you for, for being raw with us and sharing that story. So we're just going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to inject some inspiration. Welcome back. You are listening to the Raw Ambition Show presented by Fusion Biz Babes. I am Ash and I'm here with Suzanne Chadwick from the Connection Exchange in Melbourne. So Suze has just shared with us her rock bottom moment and that was a moment of panic when she was thinking she might lose out on 25 grand on an event she was running. But she hustled and she got there and she broke even and I'm sure it did wonders for your business as well in terms of credibility, exposure, all new clients and like you, you did actually say in the first segment that it propelled your business so it was all worth it <laughs> and and rock bottoms normally are all worth it even if you don't see it in the moment. So now Suze, we're going to inject some inspiration. Can you tell us about the biggest win you've had in your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking about this actually and I think one of the biggest ones that I think helps other people is that I had a client that came to me for say a $500 solution so they wanted me to run a workshop for their their people and I actually walked away with a project with them for over 10 grand. Now, yeah, but the reason, I guess the point that I want to make here is that people don't always know what they need and so a lot of times uh, and I teach this in my sales and marketing workshops, is that when somebody asks, say, for a quote, I would always encourage you, if you're a service-based business, to understand what the problem is that you're solving. Mm. Because a lot of times people who are looking for your services may not understand what the opportunity is, how they can be doing things better. So in this particular instance, they wanted me to run a workshop for their team on how to blog. And I was like, why? Like, you, And they're like, our team don't want to blog. Um, they really struggle. And I'm like, why are you running a workshop teaching them how to blog them? And so it was, my question was, what is it that you want to achieve? What is it you're trying to do? And so we ended up having a massive conversation about what they're trying to do with their business. I ended up doing a full strategy for them and then delivering it. So something where I could have gone, oh yeah, I can run that workshop for you. And that would have been like, however much. Mm. Uh, when you try and figure out and talk about what the problem is, you will usually a lot of the times actually like triple or 10x what it is that you can provide them. Mm, And if you're showing that you actually care and that you want to get to the bottom of what the real problem is and and serve in the best way you can, then of course they're going to invest in you because you've invested in them. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is is that what they were asking for was never going to solve their problem. So you almost become part of the problem Mm. because they're like, well, we paid her to do the workshop and we're still not seeing any benefit from it. So I think that if you are trying to work with an organisation, you really need to understand what it is they're trying to do because if you just give them what they ask for, you may not solve their problem. Yeah, and then you become the bad guy. Well, you just become part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Interesting. So always ask why. <laughs> always ask what is the problem you're trying to solve. Yeah. Okay. So what about? I mean, you've done so much already. You said you started in 2013. So what's that? Five? Is it five? Six yeah. Well, years? the business started in 2014. We kind of started thinking about it and working with friends yeah. in 2013. So it's been about four and a half years. Yeah. Oh, and you've done so much already. So I'd love to know what are your big plans for the next ten years. I know when I saw this, I was like, oh, that's a long time away. But I think um, for me, I want to scale without growing. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is that I want my business to become amplified on a global level, but I don't want to build a company around me. I don't want to have lots of people. So for me, it's really about scaling and taking Play Big Brand Bold and 360 Bold Band, working with women to really use their talents and find their voice and articulate their message Mm -hmm. and get really confident and comfortable with kind of being the face of their business. And I'd love to do that on a scale of like 50,000. Wow. You know, for me, that's, um, that's where I'd love to be. I want to be like a multiple author. So I've just about finished my first book and I'm already thinking about what my second is. I haven't published or anything. I've just finished writing it. So for me, it's really, I feel really passionate about women finding their voice, but having a whole lot of fun in the process. Yeah, awesome. So that's what so, your book's about? Yeah, so the first big is, the first book is Play Big Brown Gold. The second book will be more around personal branding. Um, and then we'll see what comes after that. But I just sort of think that uh, there's an opportunity to get that message out there more because I even when I speak to more and more women, I still find so many women that don't understand the opportunity that they've got and they feel scared and shy and like they don't want to put themselves out there. And I am like standing on my soapbox <laughs> saying, do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> so maybe when you launch your first book or even maybe your second book, we, you could do a national tour and come to Perth and speak for Fusion. I would love to. There yeah. you go. Let's book it in. <laughs> Done. <laughs> do you have a date of when the book might launch? No, not yet. So I need to go through it now. And I'm actually going to, I'm once again, it's a little scary. We'll see what happens. But I actually would love to pitch it to publishers. Mm. You know, I could I could self-publish, but I'm like, you know something, why wouldn't I give that a go? Yeah, play big. I, I'm not going to die. Nothing's <laughs> <laughs> going to happen. That's they might happen. say no, and if they say no, then it's not the right fit. Yeah. And I'll do something else, and it's fine. Yeah, awesome. Such a good attitude. So um, just to finish off the interview then, what is one piece of advice that you wish you knew before you started your business? So for me, um, I don't really have anything that I wish I knew before I started my business, and I'll tell you why really quickly and then give a piece of advice, is that I feel like the journey that you go on takes you to where you are now, and I think that I learned so much along the way that if, if I could kind of go back and say, oh, I wish that everything I was doing now I did four years ago, then that's what I would wish for, but that's not realistic because I learned how to get here by going through everything that I went through. Yeah. And I think everybody's journey is really different. So I think the piece of advice that I would give is don't wait for things to be perfect. You know, I think you only realise what works through the actions and the doings and the things that you put out there and the testing. Like I feel like I just I constantly just put stuff out there and I have things that have been successful, sometimes I didn't love them, so I got rid of them. And then things that I really love, 
sometimes weren't successful. Mm-hmm. And so I think you just got to continue to put yourself out there, develop what you see as an opportunity, test and grow, never wait for things to be perfect. I've spoken to so many women already this year that are like, oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm just waiting for it to just be a bit better or a bit right or I think that, you know, I need to think about it for maybe another three months or – and I'm just like, you know, something, if I give you any advice, just do because even if you fail or it doesn't work or it's not exactly what you thought, you will learn so much and the next iteration will be so much better. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Suze, for sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge and experiences with us. I really enjoyed this interview. It's been such high energy. So we'll just finish off with you sharing with our listeners how they can find out more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on all social channels at Suze Chadwick, so S-U-Z-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. I do live on Insta Stories a lot, so ah. if you want to hang out and come chat, then that's where I am. And you can find me at thatconnectionexchange.com, which is my website. Awesome. Thank you so much. So that wraps up another episode of Raw Ambition featuring business coach and brand strategy consultant Suzanne Chadwick. The Raw Ambition Show is designed to inspire you to think bigger and to show you that anything is possible. Do you like that, Suze? It totally has your brand values. <laughs> and that the tough times certainly don't last forever. If you would like to join a supportive tribe of female entrepreneurs in Perth, then I invite you to check out Fusion Biz Babes. We have regular events and informal coffee catch-ups with a focus on building genuine relationships, friendships and collaborations within the Perth small business scene. So check us out at www.fusionbizbabes.com.au. Thanks for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you next week on the Raw Ambition Show. Tuesdays 2pm, Thursdays 5pm and Fridays 10am Australian Western Standard Time. Bye!